Today we have a very special episode uh, featuring all of the women architects and designers pooling company. Uh, and this is in celebration of International Women's Day that is celebrated every year on March 8th. So today we're talking all things women in design. So everybody, can we go around and introduce ourselves? Sorry, maybe we start with Bo. I'm Bo Skowronski. I'm an architect. I'm Kelly Mullins. I'm a senior project manager. I'm Natalie Thompson. I'm an, I'm an interior designer. And I'm Faith Bellman. I'm also an interior designer. <clears throat> really, a little bit that we wanted to talk about here was some of our earliest design influences, maybe how women could get interested in the design fields, how we as, as women were interested in the design fields. So now that we know a little bit about everybody, our names and kind of what we do in the, in the company, um, I kind of want to talk about, let's start with how did you pursue a degree in, in interior design or architecture? How did you decide that you wanted to pursue a career in the design industry? Um, well, for me, uh, my mom had her own drapery business and worked out of her house. So I always saw her creating these amazing designs and drapery. And I went on some installs with her. So kind of just, I know that's more residential, but I guess just kind of growing up around that and being in that, you know, seeing her creativity and being in that design realm, it just made me kind of want to pursue that. And then I took an interior design class in high school and just really liked it. And it's just fun being creative. So I think that was just more, I knew I wanted to be doing something where I'm being more creative and working with people. And that's just kind of yeah, where sure. I felt like was my best, I guess, path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Well, um, I guess it was kind of an evolution. My dad was an engineer, and so he, you know, I naturally was drawn to math and science and things like that. I took a drafting class in high school, things like that that I thought were kind of cool, but I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do engineering or architecture. But, um, you know, I went on to Auburn, and so that first year, I still wasn't really sure. So I just kind of focused on core classes and things like that, and um and kind of tested out some things. And then I had some friends that were actually already in the design school. And so I went with them a few times to the building and just kind of walked through to see what was, you know, hanging on the walls, all the projects and things were all over the place. And that really sparked my interest of this is really what I want. You know, it, you could see the creativity, you could see the design opportunities. You could, of course they were there all the time, (laughs) but it was good that you could, you could really see the, you know, the creativity and and design process. And so that was fun. I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So. Yeah. I think there's that creative thread that kind of just folds through any design profession. I mean, even it stands out to art and any of that as well. It's just people that truly enjoy being creative. And, but what about you? So uh, I was always connected with arts. Um, I was in boarding school in high school and um, edited newspaper, uh, school newspaper, and we uh, did a lot of um, uh, art projects. And that was my passion. I even after high school, I went to fine art school and I painted, but there was always something missing. I never, never, ever had problems with math. And then when I came to US, I was in Texas, and the uh, University of Texas Arlington has very strong architectural school, and somehow I found my way there, and I felt at home, <laughs> so that's, that's it for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of similar to Natalie's story for me. So um, as you all know, my, my dad's an architect, so from the time I was three and four years old, I was going with him to job sites. So 
I had a little pink card hat. I remember that. Aww, I had pictures of neon jobs. I know. <laughs> I was bringing those pictures. But um, so I think I came by it honestly. And I remember every vacation we ever took, he'd point out and be like, look at the stucco on that building. Look at that parapet. And, you know, I thought I wanted to be an architect. I really did. And visited a lot of schools and um, actually attended an architecture summer camp where I actually met my husband. Uh, that's a f- another story for another time. But um it, you know, I think that helped me kind of solidify that I, I really wanted to be in the profession. And it wasn't until after I went to that summer camp and loved it, and then I came back and interned with um, my dad's interior, in, my dad's firm and the interior designer that was there that I realized that I didn't really care what the exterior looked like. I was more about the guts. I loved figuring out, you know, the Jenga, the Rubik's Cube, Tetris of, of the interior space planning. So that was kind of how I came onto it. And, uh, Thankfully, Mississippi State had a great program. I was able to take a lot of classes that were architecture-based, and we were still in the School of Architecture, so it was still very adjacent to that, which I think has only been helpful in the industry. But um, So speaking of architecture um, and women in architecture, so architecture as a profession has historically been a more male-dominated profession. Um, and that's not to say that's a bad thing. It's just that more more men have pursued that profession throughout the decades than females. And I would say probably in the last 15 years, we've seen a lot more women getting into the profession. And now we're seeing a lot of those women that have been in the industry for 15, 20 years that are rising up to senior leadership roles in their company, and which is an amazing thing. So Kelly, um, you as in a senior leadership uh, member of our firm, what did your career path look like to get here? And maybe what would you recommend to somebody who is looking for that kind of trajectory? I would say, you know, um, I interned some in, in the summers when I was still at school. And I will say that, you know, I interned in one firm um, in a different city that when I went, literally, I was the only girl <laughs> that was in the back with all the men doing the design work. The only other ladies in the firm were, you know, assistants and things like that. Um, and so that was very strange. <laughs> but, you know, that was uh, an attention getter right off. But then um, the next summer, and I interned with another firm that was much more balanced, much more forward thinking, and there was a lot more. Um, women in the design sector of that firm, probably 30% or so. And this was, you know, 20, over 20 years ago. Um, And so that was great. And and I wound up taking a job with them long term for several years um, before I came to Pooling Company. And um, I really think that um, positioning myself there really helped, um, you know, begin to grow me as a designer but also you know realize it's a they treated you like it was a level playing field um which was great and so and you carried that into the field now the construction side's a whole different thing um because they're still um beginning to you know it's come a long way in that my almost 25 years of practice um but you know initially you always seem like you were the odd man out you know, walking onto a job site, you're the one girl, and it's like they think you're lost. Yeah. Hey, baby yeah. Are you in the right yeah. place? Yeah. What are you doing here? Uh-huh. Are you in the right place? <laughs> but um, but it's come a long way, and luckily, I had some good contractors I was working with early on that recognized me, respected me, did not belittle my role there, um, 
and kind of protected me and made sure, you know, um, I was able to do my job. Um, but now, fast forward, I mean, you see a lot of women on the job site, whether it's professionally engineers, contractor, project managers. Um, you see some ladies out actually doing the construction work. They're on the crews. And so it's good to see that, you know, that evolution moving forward. So yep. a lot of people are a mo- lot more open and they're more accustomed to it now. So, yeah. And Bo, you kind of touched on earlier a little bit about your, your path to get to where you are, but I, I think it'd be a missed opportunity to not talk about your story, which is really, really cool to me. So you were originally from Poland and you immigrated to the United States. Um, and like you said, you went to architecture school in Texas. So can you tell us a little bit about kind of how that happened and how you came to be a, a registered architect and through that journey? Uh, well, it's a long journey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually came to U.S. Uh, working for a cruise line mm-hmm. because my background was in hotel management. That was the type of high school that I went to. Um, I had friends in Texas. I went to Texas and then work uh, as a bartender while going to school. And... Uh, yeah, you just follow your um, follow the path, right? Mm-hmm. You you get all your courses, do the masters if you need to do masters, and then you look for internships, right? I mean, I graduated from school in U.S., so there was no problem getting registered. Yeah, uh, but there's path for every degree. Um, I started similarly to Kelly, <coughs> but then when um, I had a baby. I was completely alone. I mean, I had husband, very busy husband, that his job was 80 miles from my job. And to be together, I had to, I didn't even have a choice. So I stopped working for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was also the only girl in the room, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But but now, after 10 years, when I came back, it just felt the right moment. It was just unbelievably easy to come back even mm-hmm. that was so scary mm-hmm. yeah you know and i just feel like back at home yeah yeah with everybody thinking the same thoughts that i have and you know yeah. interested in stack home yeah. the building yeah <laughs> similar yeah. interests and everything yeah. 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 yeah yeah and i would say that you know now I, and shout out to aia birmingham right because yes. Rhea and her team yes. were the ones that helped connect us to yes um yes. or john and kyle to you for you to be yeah. hired and um and that that's great too i mean i think i think as a female and just as a person in the design profession being connected to your local organizations where you can really plug in and be supported is always a great thing. Right. So I basically came, moved to Birmingham from, you know, Midwest, new in town, didn't know anybody, but yeah. I, I always kept my AIA membership. So I just went to the meeting, had the coffee with Rhea, and she sent my resumes. And yeah. it was like within a week or two that I started having conversations with people. That's awesome. Which was which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you. And then, and then you end up here with us. She's yes. been here a while now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while, yes. yes. Yep. Yep. Time flies when you're having fun, right, guys? Yeah. Um, 
So I would say, while as architecture has always been more of a male-dominated profession, with females starting to emerge in, in leadership positions in the last 15, 20 years, um, interior design for Natalie and myself has kind of been the opposite of that. So interior design has always been more of a female-dominated industry um, with I feel like a lot more men have decided to become interior designers maybe in the yeah. last last 10 years. Um, and, and I think a lot of that comes from, you know, the normal places you think that come from, HGTV and interior decorating and what, what I think is oftentimes a misconception about what we do on a yeah. daily basis. So, I mean, I think, I don't know, Natalie, what do you think? Like there's maybe some downsides or and some, yeah. some upsides of being in a female I mean, <clears throat> I think a lot of female-dominated fields like interior design and some other ones, you know, I think people can look at it and just not respect it as much just because it's, you know, especially in interior design, they think it's more like frou-frou and you're just picking out finishes and it's, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, you don't know all the all the things we do day in, day out. We do so much more than just picking out finishes. And mm-hmm. I just, um, you know, I think everything's come a long way and I think a lot more female-dominated uh, fields you know, are more respected now and it's, you know, continuing to get better and better. But I still think we have a ways to go to, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there, it definitely working in a female dominated profession, very close in line to a male dominated profession. There's always some of that. And eh, we don't really want y'all to do this or you really can't do this. And yeah. I, I will say that that has never been my experience here. Um, I, yeah. I think honestly, you know, pulling company is about equal female and male, um, in all different types of roles. And I think, you know, honestly here, the amount of, 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 abil- of you know, we're, we're taught as much as we want to learn. We're mm-hmm. able, we're given as much rope as, as we want to take on and as much yeah. as we're able to take on. And we act a lot of times more in an interior architecture type of capacity, really understanding everything, um, yeah. that's going on. Well, and I feel like John and Cobb done a really good job of making sure like letting us take more leadership type roles and, mm-hmm. you know, getting more involved and trying to do more and educate ourselves more, yeah. you know, in our world. Yeah. And I think going back to what Kelly and maybe Bo also said is, you know, there's just, there you're, we're in a situation where we're given equal, um, equal playing field in, in yeah. this office. And there is no, you know, there's no separation of, well, you're a female, so you can't be in senior leadership or you're an interior designer. You can't be in senior leadership. There's mm-hmm. really not that feeling here um which is which is a great thing i don't know that everybody has it that well <laughs> that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, i totally agree um so shifting gears a little bit Bo already talked a little bit about you have a son who is a teenager almost yes, right 14 yeah um, <laughs> and, uh, the teen years <laughs> oh my gosh that's a that is probably a story on mm-hmm. of its own right um and then kelly and natalie also have two children apiece and they are both all four kids are under the age of six, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you got, and you know, Natalie has actually just come back from attorney leave. She has a newborn at home. So I um, I, I'm the only one that does not have children yet. So maybe, maybe I'm going to ask this speaking to me, give me some advice. What is the working mom slash wife slash I got to do it all, you know, superwoman? <laughs> How, what's, what's the balance there? How do you balance being a full-time architect or designer with a full-time mom? You're really tired yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I realized until I became a mom, and especially a working mom. I mean, you're just the amount of like sacrifice, and I think just exhaustion that you you're just you're exhausted. There's a lot of just there's a lot going on, but um, 
I mean, being a mom's like the best job in the world for sure. Um, and I'm going to try not to get <laughs> Don't get emotional on us. I just came back from maternity leave, so I'm probably going to get someone else can talk for a minute because I'm going <laughs> to need to like, <laughs> con- like control myself. Yeah. It is the best. I mean, you can't um, trade those moments as, you know, being a parent. So I think, you know, a lot of it is keeping a healthy balance between home life and work. Um, and I've told John and Kyle this many times, there's it moms are a very different role than dads are. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be sexist. It just mm-hmm. is the truth. Moms are in the nurturing role mm-hmm. and they have a lot of different hats they wear in the home, very different than dad. Dad's very important too, but very different roles. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just, you have to, you know, stay focused on, you know, what is important for your family and home life mm-hmm. and, balance that out with work and you know sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it's really exhausting and you have some late nights sometimes you know with kids or work and you may not get much sleep because the kids are sick all night long and they're not sleeping but you have to get up and be at an eight o'clock meeting the next morning and um act as if nothing's happened (laughs) so that's always a challenge but um you know luckily we you know at pool and company um you know, the leadership, um, they understand the importance of family and balancing that out. And they're flexible with making sure that we can balance. We have the opportunity mm-hmm. to balance those lives out and and be all we need to be at home and also fulfill our roles and responsibilities here. So, yeah. No, you said that perfectly. I mean, honestly, like balance is the key. And thankfully, we work in a place where, you know, family is very important and you know if we do have a sick child we can go home and be with our sick child and take care of them and you know thankfully in today's society we you know if we need to get you know work from home a little bit we can it's easier to do that now so that kind of helps with the flexibility um but you know uh, balance is like you said is a very key thing just trying to figure out what works for you and your family and your work life yeah And on the outside looking in to you guys, you know, I see, you know, some of y'all getting in really early and leaving earlier to make it to ballet class or to make it to, you know, piano or whatever with with kids. And, you know, you're prioritizing what do I have to do to be at work? And then I'm sure coming alongside of that is your spouse and Mm -hmm. and what they're able to do. Um, And I mean, and just in general, even if you don't have a spouse, but you you are a mom or, or a dad, I think just having having some type of support system, be that grandparents mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, is no, probably definitely. really helpful. But yeah, I think definitely, you know, looking looking at you guys is an inspiration to me because, you know, I'm hoping to be where you are now in a couple of years and that'll be a little bit of a different journey. I mean, y'all are laughing like, no, you really don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, no, but you I do. do. I mean, I yeah. Love it. So, um, and then Bo, I think for you, you've, you kind of have a little bit, maybe a different work situation. You can, you work different hours maybe and can kind of be a little more flexible and, yeah, some, sometimes, you know, you just, you give in and sometimes you push back just yeah. to mm-hmm. sort of find this balance because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are days that you don't have a thought on your own. You're just like doing things that yeah, have to be done, right? Yeah. Like constantly. Right. But then there are other days when you can, you know, enjoy life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breathe a little bit. <laughs> Definitely here at Pool and Company, you know, uh, there is a possibility to 
relax from time to time and take care of your family and and advance your career so yeah well, i think maybe one of the last points we wanted to touch on is you know all of our journeys have been are a little different obviously and, and different and we're all in a little bit different stages in our careers too um but if you were if you were talking to maybe your eighth grade ninth grade self that was looking to be at your Natalie's laughing I mean, you know, just, we were all weird in middle school guys we all know this but if you were talking to your maybe your high school self and you were going to tell tell that girl one thing about you know what to look forward to or maybe what to think about before she took that step to pursue a design career what what would you tell yourself you ready for some all-nighters? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you do do that in college. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, what we do, it, I mean, it can be hard, but it can be it's so much fun. I think it's rewarding seeing the things you're creating and designing come to life. I just think I'd look back and say you need to make sure you love it mm-hmm. because if you don't, you're going to get, you know, really tired and worn out really quick and you're going to wonder why you're there. (laughs) But if you really love it, then you're more willing to put all the effort into it because it is a really hard field, especially getting through school and then continuing on into your career because you barely have scratched the surface in school from when you go from there to work. Ain't that the truth? Uh, Yeah, they don't teach you a lot in college. (laughs) It's very rewarding. You need to know those things, but it's just barely at the beginning of your journey of really learning and growing as a professional. Um, But like I said, you need to really love it to dedicate this much time yeah. Um, yeah. To it. yeah. Right. And just stay focused on your goals because sometimes it gets hard or difficult, but if you can just make little steps at the time, you will get where you uh, yeah. want to go. So, you know, it's easy in the way if you can stay clear on that. Yeah. Focusing on that focus. yeah. where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think for me, I would, I would tell myself, you know, I was in high school, I really wanted to do Imagineering. Like I wanted to work for Disney. That was my dream job. And, I was so focused on that one goal that I didn't really look at what else I could do. And, yeah. you know, I think I think I probably would have told myself to maybe go and do a lot more research and other types of design um, and be sure the kind of design I wanted to go into because, you know, I do a lot of healthcare now and that's, um, I really enjoy it, but I didn't know back in high school or college that that was something I'd want to do. And, you know, I think, I think everything's rewarding and it's, you know, the projects here, at least we're not always doing the same thing all the time, which is great too. I think variety has been fantastic for me because I, you know, MRIs are fun, but you kind of want to do a wine bar every now and then, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think that's one of the fun things about working at Pulling Company is that we do such a variety of jobs, whether it's healthcare, multifamily, condominium work, you know, restaurants, Mm -hmm. like just I feel like we have a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so I feel like that just kind of helps keep the creative juices flowing, I guess, because yeah, yeah. you're working on different stuff. It's not always, I guess, the exact same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in, in, even in healthcare, multifamily and everything, there's so much variety from project to project and client to client. Mm-hmm. So yeah. every, every project's a new, you know, opportunity to be creative and problem solve and, and really get to be, you know, really do the things you trained and always wanted to do. Yeah. So. If you are a a student looking to pursue a degree in interior design or architecture, or maybe you're a parent and you have a child that's looking to pursue a degree in interior design or architecture, and you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram 
Facebook or just email us. And um, I'm sure one of us would be happy to talk with you. Or um, if you're in Birmingham, happy to tour you around and let you shadow for the day. So um, please just reach out to us if you have any questions.